Welcome to Mrs. King's Chronicles, a podcast for the fans of the TV show Scarecrow Mrs. King. I am Taya Johnston, and I'm joined by my very good friends, Lexi Fema and Jen Peterson. Miranda Thomas is unable to join us this evening. We are here to discuss season three's episode seven for our list, mm-hmm. uh, Sour Grapes. So Sour Grapes aired October 28th, 1985. It was filmed six out of season three's 22 episodes and shown also six out of 22, but it's number seven in our order, as Tia mentioned. The director was Winrich Colby. And we've talked about him before as he directed several season one and two episodes, including Saved by the Bells and Lexi's favorite, Welcome to America, Mr. Brand. Whoop, whoop. (laughs) (laughs) He directed a lot of 80s, including Hunter, one of my favorites. And he also directs future episodes, J. Edgar's Ghost and The Wrong Way Home. Good ones. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I thought he did a good job writing this one just because of the science with some of the stuff. So... I give him props, I get or the director, he's the director, sorry. So the writer is Lee Maddox, and this is the first episode he writes for, but we will see more of his work, as he also wrote Playing for Keeps, The Boy Who Could Be King, No Thanks for the Memory, Promises to Keep, A Matter of Choice, and The Kushchevless. So those are all good ones. Wow, too. the last one. He got he got the honor of writing the last episode <laughs> of the whole series. Wow. He was born in France in 1946. And he's known for his work on In the Heat of the Night, Hunter, and Simon and Simon. He actually wrote a lot of episodes for those shows. And he died in 2015 in San Francisco. The guest stars, I'll start with Peter Ebling, who played Jean-Pierre. We saw Peter back in Sun Death in season one's football episode. And he played the creepy Laszlo. Yeah, remember, Lexi reminded me, we did a, a poll to see what uh, everybody in the group thought he looked more like, uh, and it was p- the professor, Professor Hinkle, Dracula, yeah. or the the black clothed spy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think he's Dracula. Sure. Yeah. yeah, me too. I mean, yeah, especially in this episode, he looks yeah. even more like Dracula. Mm-hmm. Frank Bonner plays Buck, and we've talked about him before. He's the strange neighbor. Um... <laughs> that he is. <laughs> Understand. <laughs> And Carla Borelli as Cecilia Kemper. And she actually got her start on... Actually, no, I'm talking about the wrong one, so scratch that. <laughs> She's known for her roles on Falcon Crest and Avi's TV series called Texas. I, 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 I never saw that one. Me either. But there were a lot of them. I think it was kind of like a Dallas kind of a spinoff maybe or something like that. She also appeared in Charlie's Angels episode, The Vegas Connection. She played Tina Mallon in that episode for the Charlie's Angels That's season one, yeah. And her last credit is in 2004 for acting. Fern Fitzgerald played Jill, the hyper-charity director. Oh, right. (laughs) She was born in 1947 in New York, and she's most well-known for playing Marley Stone in Dallas from 1979 to 1989. Ten years of Dallas. Wow. That's a lot. Her last acting credit is in 1996 on an episode of Seinfeld. Great way to go out. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Molly Hagan played Penny McNeil, who's the daughter of the congressman in this episode. She started her career around this episode of SNK and then went from there. So she went on to play many TV series, including The Nut House, Herman's Head, Murder, She Wrote, Life's Work, NYPD Blue, The Closer, 
and Fabulous Law and Order to Crime, Jane the Virgin, which my kids watch, I don't know why, No Good Nick, Truth Be Told, and that's her most current one. Truth Be Told is the one she's working on now. So her career started with SNK and then kind of ballooned from there. You guys might recognize her. I remember her from Herman's Head. She was very uptight, like straight lace type. I didn't I didn't watch that one, but there are a lot of episodes and all these that she played, so it must have been a big, a big series. She also played in the movie Sully, which I like that movie where um The guy that landed the plane in the Hudson. Yeah, he saves oh, the day cool. and lands the plane on the Hudson River. Yeah. What's his name? Sully um what's his last name? Sullivan is yeah. his last name. That's why they call him Sully. Okay. I think. This is what that is. Yeah, I think you're right. And she also played in Zombie and Election. And she was most known, I guess, for playing the first Vorta scene in Star Trek Universe. Now, I'm not a Star Trek fan, but I guess that's one of her claim to fame. Did you guys watch Star Trek? Not the original. I watched Star Trek Next Gen. I watched none. I watched none. (laughs) I don't know why, because I have a lot of nerdy science friends who've watched Star Trek, but it is not my... I like the relationship side of it, not the science-y part of it. Mm -hmm. Peter White played Daryl Robinson, and he was in a lot of TV series, including Dallas, Hunter, Sisters, and All My Children. He also had some movie credits, um, Dave, 13 Days, Armageddon, and Star Trek Deep Space Nine, and his last acting credit was in 2016. John Eames played the butler for Robinson. He also played a butler in Waiting for Godorsky, so um, you might recognize him from there. Yeah. And... When he goes, oh, when they go to that beautiful house, I love that yeah. house. Yeah. <laughs> in the same vein, Roy Stewart plays the White House cook in this episode, and he also appears in a relative situation as the maitre d'. So we have a lot of reoccurring small roles. Obviously, you do not know the president's roots. <laughs> <laughs> he only drinks California wine. California <laughs> wine. So I guess they, they like their returning butlers, but you know, like Johnny's, but I think he plays a good butler, so you can see why they have him back. So I also wanted to talk about filming locations for this film real quick, because there were some cool filming locations, mm. if, if people are aware. The Food Society, where they have the wine and, and uh, they go to cook, I guess it's called Escoffier America. That was filmed at Higgins Verbeck Hirsch Mansion. And there have been 19 films and TV shows filmed using that house. Wow. Many with a scary or Halloween theme. It so, looks like such a pretty um, unassuming house. <laughs> yeah. Who knew? So, um, well, it's, it's distinctive, but I don't know. Maybe there's parts of it inside that are... Or lighting or anything. Yeah, they can yeah. do all kinds of stuff to it. So the auction house, where they go for the, the auction was filmed at the Abel of Los Angeles on Lucien Boulevard. And 32 films and TV shows have been filmed there, including Forrest Gump, Ghost, Catch Me If You Can, Old School, Wedding Crashers, Air Force One. The list goes on and on. Wow. TV TV show 24, Gilmore Girls. And they also filmed in There Goes the Neighborhood here. That's where they had the... um, Oh, the makeup. yeah. Makeup girls now. How can I forget? <laughs> <laughs> That's where they had the uh, lovely lady, not lovely lady, yeah. um, oh, golden yeah. circle girl thing. Yes, um, the golden circle girl uh, celebration. Yeah, but it's yes. it's not lovely lady. It's no. um, oh my gosh, I, I think I'm gonna get my someone's gonna come in and take my scarecrow card away from me. Hey, oh, I, I know it. I do know it. It's in there somewhere. It's the it's God. the alcohol. Oh my I'm god. Sorry, I, sh- I should have put that down. <laughs> uh, 
Connie Beth. Connie Beth. Connie Beth. Okay, yeah. Just clicked on me. I was like, what? it's so, not a Connie Beth girl. You're not a Connie Beth girl. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, where they had the golden circle. Yeah. So that, that's been the site of many uh, films. So that was kind of cool. And a house on Nearfield Road nearby was used for Penny's house. And oh. if, you, if you go, you can find the filming locations that, and you can click on the address. And it looks very different than it did in this episode, but it's still there. Very so. cool. And that's all I had. Nice. I like the extra. Um, yeah, I like the location. Yeah, that's very cool. cool. Yeah, not all of them have cool film locations, but these were these were kind of the buildings are unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Especially cool. the mansion, the first one, that one. You know, yeah. The arch, the stone arch. And yeah, stuff. that was cool. a very pretty place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Believe it or not, in this episode, Lee and Amanda investigate a case of tainted wine. After three simultaneous high-profile deaths, they discover that the rest of the wine has been donated to a charity auction and work together to save the day and the president. Aw, very nice. An episode I really don't like. I I had to pull super hard to figure that out. Very nice. You did it. Did a great job. I know. I like some of the science in it, but I do not. This is not my favorite episode. Yeah, it's it's a little benign, you know? It's it's just just, meh. Yeah, it's meh. Yeah. Very mad. Yeah, but it's fine. We'll get through it, ladies. It's we no, can do it. It's no welcome to America, Mr. Brand. For once, in a blue moon, we actually get to have an opening that is not Washington. It's not seedy part of Georgetown. It's not nighttime. Not nighttime, and it's lovely Paris. Yep. Love it. Except now we're in like a drug a drug room. <laughs> we go from lovely Paris to a drug room. <laughs> so I have a question. Uh, I think we all know everybody's watched this a million times probably. How do they extract the heroin out of the wine? I don't get that. I was wondering the same thing because they made it a liquid. Well, you can just drink it. And get a heroin hit. Oh, so I'm, okay. I'm thinking that's what they did because I think it once it's dissolved, I mean, you could. Try I forgot we had a scientist on our hands here. <laughs> well, but then why did the guys die? Because they had so much of it, like versus just yeah, having, like, a like little... you can't just have a big okay. glass of it. You okay, but they they drank a sip of it and they were like, "Oh, this is bad." They wouldn't have drank the whole bottle if it was bad. I know. Well, so they, took, they drank too much. Let's put it that way. Honestly, maybe at fifteen hundred dollars a bottle, they were like, I'm "Screw it, we're we're drinking this." <laughs> yeah. Probably. I mean, the only other thing you could do was it would be to heat it once you got it and boil off the liquid so you have a solid again, and then you can oh. use it that way. That's kind of what I was thinking, but I didn't know if that was possible. Yeah, because well, you can boil off anything, and it's going to have a higher vapor pressure than. It is all solids in there. That's the heroin. So, thank you, Doctor. The, the water in the wine will boil off into the atmosphere, and you will have a solid, kind of like when you boil water and it disappears. Thank you, Doctor Peterson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are welcome. <laughs> do you do you sign things? Do you sign Doctor on your stuff? <laughs> I have. I don't very often because I work for the state, but when I have to, I do because. That'd be so awesome. I would be writing that shit everywhere. I'd be like, hello, it's Dr. Johnston. (laughs) (laughs) What's funny is we get mail sometimes and it'll say, it'll be addressed, 
and, you know, if you're addressing it to a married couple, you'd say Mr. and Mrs. Peterson, but mine says Dr. and Mr. Oh, yes. Yes. damn right. So then it's like the doctor goes ahead of, of Jim's mister. Wow. Oh, I like, I mean, and that's how it should be. But I would assume yeah. it would have been uh, Mr. and Dr. Peterson. Nope. That's nope. awesome. The doctor, the doctor trumps the gender bias. That's of our right. Damn gender straight. Yes. That's we how it should power. be. Damn. Very interesting on how that worked because I've always wanted to know that. Even when I was a kid, I was like, well, how the heck, and, you know, why would they, if they, they tasted it and it didn't taste good, why would they finish the whole bottle? Okay, what, I Because the whole about, bottle's empty. Okay, what about, well, what about, like, when you inject it, doesn't, isn't that a liquid form? Or is it still a powder? Heroin, I'm talking about. You know, I'm not I don't a know. drug expert on different ways to get high. Heroin. <laughs> I guess I'm wondering, like, is it, like, was it tasting off because it's meant to be, like, an injection? oh well maybe i'm sure it's just the drug probably tastes probably the drug tastes funny you know but you know they were all together with their little club group and it did taste funny and not quite right but they're together with their little group of men in their little bonding robes so heck yeah let's drink the bottle and like (laughs) and like lexi said it is fifteen hundred dollars is fifteen hundred dollars yeah how much would he make if it's a fifteen hundred dollar yeah like you better drink it well, and it's going to go through your system a lot slower through your stomach than your, like, if you injected it. But still, I'm surprised he made it as far as he did. Spoiler, before he <laughs> he crashes with his heroin overdose. Because you would get sick, I think, a little bit quicker. But... I think they mentioned, too, like, uh, we're assuming he had a little bit. But in that scene, he's like, oh, it tastes like it, like, went bad or, like, milk. And I don't know if you guys have ever had, like, a bottle or, like, a glass. I don't drink wine, bad. yeah. It's so nasty. You can taste like the the like mildew, like ew. Oil. Ugh, it's so yeah. Gross. I don't I don't yeah. drink a lot of wine either. So um, maybe this just tasted a little off. Maybe yeah, so maybe and so and it's it not does the happen. like some bottles do spoil. Like they they get so maybe they're like ah you know maybe it just like went bad and so they were still willing to down it. But I don't know how because if you taste like a, a bad bottle of wine, it's bad. It's like, bad. Like, oh. Yeah, it's gross. Gross. Ugh. Okay, well, that I'm glad we cleared that up because I was like, how was, how are, because I was thinking, oh, they're putting it in the wine. This is my thought. They're putting it in the wine so that when it goes through customs, they're not going to think, oh, there's powder in there, right? Yeah. So when they get it, then they'll take it and they'll extract that out of there and then make it powder again. I, that's how I've always just assumed it, what they were doing because I didn't know you could do anything else with heroin. I thought it was like a powder thing. I, I'm happy to say I'm not a druggie. Yeah. <laughs> As you can tell, I have no idea. If you are a current or recovering <laughs> addict, please try. <laughs> Your anonymity mean? will be kept uh, yeah. anonymous. Yeah. Just inquiring minds want to know. Seems like a lot of work. I mean, I guess this is why they put it in body crevices and such. <laughs> what crevices would those be, Jen? Describe Do tell. Detail. <laughs> Do <Smart> tell. <laughs> Bend over and cough. <laughs> Oh, that's so gross. So nasty. So here we get to see, I thought they would have to wear masks and stuff. Wouldn't they have to wear masks? Because wouldn't they get like a contact high or anything or no? Is it not it's like that? A, it just depends on like how much powder is is getting into, into the air. Probably not that much. You know, like you're talking about he's mixing it up and putting in the wine that you'd have to wear a mask or party one. <laughs> yeah, th- we're in the room with all the guys 
putting the corks on and pouring the, you know, testing yeah. the drugs and everything in there. I don't think very much would get through your skin, but or, and I don't know how much would get in the air from a powder, but it could happen. Yeah, sure. you would think. But then they're just like happier bottling their wine. They got a little hair in it. <laughs> then they'd have a major crash when it comes down. <laughs> Okay, and then I'm still I'm confused again. I know maybe I'm just a moron, but maybe others are ha- are just as confused as me. Why is there a guy across the street? Is he like a spy? And if so, if they know that he's they're putting heroin in there, then why the hell aren't they stopping it? I have n- I did not ever figure out who this is and why we were being shown it. You guys have a script with that explain it because I think probably you're right that maybe they were watching them. To see if they are suspecting sort of drug dealers and uh, coming wine coming out wouldn't be suspicious, but something else maybe would be. Well, why thank you for pointing out the fact that we didn't read our script tonight. <laughs> Every time I see something like this, it's something they dropped out of the script that was relatively important information, you know, that led like, to explain why I have this weird scene, you know, that... Uh, but that's the only thing I ask. Hold on, let me see. Okay, so it doesn't really, the script goes right to, it, it just says a small room that now functions as a makeshift laboratory, heroin, a line of bottles, all bearing the Chateau Monet 1945 label, stand empty on a counter, littered with chemistry equipment. Three men work an assembly line. Man number one, later ID'd as the Camel Man, takes a measured amount of white powder, heroin, from a sophisticated pharmaceutical scale and carefully mixes it into the beaker of red liquid. He withdraws the sample with a pipette and puts several drops into a test tube. The chemicals in the tube react. Satisfied, man number two pours it into the next bottle in line. Down the line, man number three works a a hand-operated corking machine. After corking the newly filled bottle, he replaces the old tattered metal foil wrap on the top of the bottle. He then carefully places the bottle into a wooden wine case and affixes a red seal featuring the Eiffel Tower to the case. The case bears the same winery name as the bottles. And then it just goes to uh, Paris Day. Maybe it comes up later in conversation with like suspected wine, you know, drug smugglers or something. I don't know. Uh, Exterior Parisian wine shop, black and white day. Seen through the viewfinder of a 16 millimeter camera. Here we go. We see the wooden wine crate bearing the 1945 Chateau Monet label with the characteristic seal being placed in the trunk of a Citroen by a clerk we recognize as the Camel Man. Congressman James McNeil, a man in his late 30s, carries a second crate without the seal to the trunk. The Camel Man puts the second crate inside, shuts the trunk, and shakes hands with the congressman. Which, when we see it, it looks it looks like... It's still in Paris, and it's like en route, because then they show the airport after. Right. So it's in Paris. And I think there's still, I think Congressman McNeil was in Paris as well, isn't it? Oh, it yeah. says Parisian oh, wine he's shop. Like, he's like guiding it to US. He bought it and then had it shipped. Right. And then he, and then, snuck, yeah. Like yes. A, a scan. And then a customer officer pushes a cart, a large cart loaded with bags and boxes across the customs area toward a loading dock. And so, the, a sign reads Diplomatic Customs. So that's how it gets through. And then, then that's it. So it doesn't explain the recording, though. Well, I would deduce. <laughs> deduce away, please, my dear. <laughs> he's wearing a nice suit. Mm-hmm. He's got some fancy equipment there. You thinking he's a spy? Likely, I would think that it's a custom agent or someone who is tracking the stuff. Because I don't think a criminal or someone who's watching the wine would wear a nice suit. 
Yeah. And I'm I think beyond customs, I think somebody who's onto the heroin yeah. heroin like a ring. Officer or, yep. Yeah. An agent or that's yeah. That's what I would that's what I would say. I would agree. But if it was a scumball, maybe it's somebody spying on, on the wine people or I don't know. Or some maybe somebody's just making a whole movie. <laughs> yeah. It's just How? Wine. <laughs> We are lucky enough to have the August 30th, 1985 second revised shooting final for the script tonight. So we skipped down to the airport. So it's coming in Dulles with the funky looking plane. Well, that's the Concorde. Is that the Concorde? That's what I was wondering. I'm like, is that the Concorde? I've never seen the Concorde. I I wondered if that was the Concorde. Yeah, it is fun. It is funky looking like that. Do they still do that? They don't do the Concorde anymore, do they? Not, not anymore. Well, how come? Oh, sad. Um, probably business reasons. It probably cost too much money. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't playing out. Uh, you'd think people would want to take an expedited flight to Europe. Hell so yeah. That line, flight is so know. long. Like the script mentioned, we see the wine getting pushed through customs and that's why it doesn't get checked out. But it's not like they would go, hmm, this smells like it's got heroin in it, you know, but it, it still goes right through customs. And then we go to Amanda's house and I, I... 35 years later, 36 years later, I still don't know what the hell they're doing. Why are they, are they in some type of game show preparation? Like, why are they using a stopwatch to put away their groceries? I do not understand this. Well, I assume it was just because they do this all the time and it's a way to liven up their lives and see. Good God, that's a boring life then. Like, quick, let's see how fast we can put them away. No wonder she needed Lee to yeah. brighten up her life. Yes. <laughs> if well, that was her. <laughs> well, I think it actually is kind of cool because I would love to have like a mother to go shopping with, you know. I know that would be sweet. grocery shopping with and do these fun things. I think they're just trying to make it fun. But yeah. I, it's so I, weird I, though. <laughs> it's not what I would do. But yeah. Amanda and Dottie in a way, you know. Like, yeah. Is that a frog on the floor? Yes. It looks like a frog. Do you see it? It's like a wicker frog. Cute. On the little uh, floor, on the floor next to the cabinet, it kind of blends in. But yeah, I noticed that. So is it Amanda only that has a stopwatch, or does Dottie? Amanda has a stopwatch, <laughs> and then she, uh, and then Buck comes in. It <laughs> doesn't knock, and she's like, Amanda's like, you know, the customary thing is to knock first. Like, I'd be like, get your ass out of here. Like, Who are you to come yeah. in house like this? Yeah. He's so creepy. Yeah, he's a weirdo. You would definitely need to put boundaries on that boy. Definitely. Yeah. So when he comes in, they have to, they realize they have to stop and talk to him. So she like stops it and then they <laughs> sit, sit there and then she's like, it looks at her mom and they like synchronize again. Like, yes, let's keep going. <laughs> so Buck is telling them that he thinks the neighborhood is dead and they need to liven things up. So he wants to do a block party. They're all like, oh, geez. They're like, do you even, have you even met the neighbors? Like, these are not partiers. Quiet people retired. Yeah. Most are retired. Probably why he wants to liven it up a bit. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Oh, he's so, he was, he was creepy on WKRP in Cincinnati. And he's even creepier in here, I think. With a chain, a gold chain around his neck. And uh, the um, open shirt collar, the hairy chest coming out. Just no. He's strange. Yeah, he's... It's such a weird... It's like such a blip on the show. Like, you're like, so out of character for them to add uh, this person. Or like, bring back TP or something to make a... The quirky? Situation, but like, yeah, to add like a... Yeah. Or 
Or recurring Mr. Bram. Just <laughs> don't know. Or I thought you might say Dirk. Yes, Dirk. How could I forget him? It's because it hurts to think of him. <laughs> you could have Dirk move in next door as a neighbor. He's retired from the agency. No chance if Dirk was there. <laughs> oh yeah, he she would <laughs> or he would. Decided no more kids, so um, you guys are out, and we're bringing Bucket. <laughs> oh, our little um, cutesy home home life. Kids. Yeah. We rarely get to see this side of the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So Buck has now decided they're going to have a come as your favorite character, movie character, uh, costume party. Mm-hmm. And Amanda and, <laughs> and Dottie are like, oh, are you kidding? Like, Buck's like, oh, we'll get a permit. We'll close off the street. And they're just like, they're like, nah, <laughs> just, just let it go. We have a game to get back to yeah. here. Putting away the groceries. <laughs> You only die twice. Mm-hmm. That she said. Normally, we're a four bag family, oh, but they yeah. only brought in two, so maybe this was just like a mid, yeah, a mid week. <laughs> mm-hmm. Forgot something at the store. Yeah, for yeah, exactly. And then walk out, you know, fifty mm-hmm. dollars later in that time. Right. Okay. So here's something super important for later. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert. He's saying that he'll have to get his W.C. Fields costume out of mothballs. So what's with the mothballs? I don't get that. Like. Why? Up in the attic. I thought W.C. Fields. Yeah, he's a character, mm-hmm. right? A movie character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I'm talking about mothballs. Why? What is mothballs? It just keeps. I was thinking like up in the attic. Yeah, but what? I'm just asking mothballs. Like, what do mothballs do, and why do they smell so bad? Oh, well, they, they keep. They kill moths, larvae. So wait, when you say you put something mothballs in storage, usually, right? Yeah, I get that. When you store things, you put mothballs in there, but... Because moths go and attack for, like, clothing? Yeah. They, like, especially cashmere and really, uh, like, wool, they eat it. Ugh. That's why you get holes in your sweaters. How do they... If you you have it packed up, how do they get in there? They just do. They get around, and they like it, like, you have to wash or dry clean it because they like any sort of food that's in the fabric and they oh my god the body will eat it and then they'll you know obviously use that do people still do that then because yeah that's why you smell people that are like what's that smell and it's like it's freaking moth <laughs> well i, I love people, you well <laughs> i know people moved away from actually mothballs it's kind of like an older technique and but you can do things like seal your stuff up yeah put it in batch okay yeah because i'm like why because it's an old it's like an old thing and like, I would never use a mothball. But, yeah, maybe maybe some people still do, depending on where you are. But if you have if you have good clothes, you have to worry about moths. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Maybe I just don't have good clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I only have a few things that I have to worry about that are cashmere. And, honestly, I don't pack anything away. Everything's just in my closet, so. Mm-hmm. They'll, get you, they'll get it in the closet, too. <gasps> Those cheeky <laughs> bastards. <laughs> Why? I mean, it's... It, it's an awful big coincidence that W.C. Fields is Buck's mask character and then it also is a part of the wine thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, totally. So like, it, like, it's so contrived. It's so contrived. Yeah, I, thought that, I thought it was just that like Lee was like wandering around and like happened to come across. Yes, but remember know. later when McNeil signs for the wine, he writes Mr. Twiggy. And that is a character of a W.C. Fields movie, oh. and that was his favorite movie, and that's why he used that as his pseudonym. I pseudonym. Have no idea. Yeah, so there, it's all this coincidental, not really yeah, coincidental too, stuff. Got it. It's a little too 
coincidence. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> yeah, they go a little too. That's so not going to happen. If we had like maybe brought the mask, because they've been talking about WC Fields, but he got right. Fuck, right. Which makes no sense. That this is an ending scene, but they should have tweaked that. I don't know why they did that. Why did they do anything yeah. <laughs> on the show? Sometimes they do the weirdest things. Thank you, my little chickadee. <laughs> I love Dottie. Amanda, what did we do to deserve a neighbor like that? <laughs> she goes, I don't know, mother. I'm going to change that lock. It's funny, though. If that's something, if I want to get my kids to help me with something, I might do that. Like, let's see how fast we can prove it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Please tell me your kids don't still fall for that. They're a little too old for no. that. Okay. No, it's certainly not an adult. No. Nope. I know. <laughs> my 19 my year old will be looking at me like, really, mom? Yeah, I used to do that to my brothers. Like, if I wanted something from my room, I'd be like, I'll I time bet you, you can't. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'll time you. <laughs> or if I wanted them to be quiet, I'd be like, I bet you guys can't be quiet. Like, I'll, you guys, for like two hours. Brenda, there's no way you could be Brad at being quiet. And then, <laughs> and then, yeah, I'd get like 10 minutes of silence. More like two, but still, it was great. Two is enough, right? Uh huh. So, Jen, where did you say that, that um, mansion was that they used for the McNeil house? That was really pretty. Yeah, um, here, let me look it up, but it's yellow now. Oh, it's not that dark gray, brown? Yeah. Gray here. Okay, it looks dark brown. Um, it is Mirfield Road in Los Angeles, 465 South Mirfield Road. And not many things were filled there, nothing else. This oh, okay. And so you can see it, I think. Um, I'm just curious because they had listed it as a filming location, so I looked it up and it's you can see pictures of the inside of it because it was for sale at, at one time. So it's like on Zillow or whatever, but it's all yellow and white now. Is this a set that we're in when we're inside the house or did they use any part of that inside of that house did, that you no, could tell? It's it's kind of hard to tell because so much has changed. Like the house now has like wallpaper and stuff in it. Like if you look where Penny's walking and that's all older and the pictures online are all very nice and updated. So it's really hard to tell where they were. Structurally, but, though, you can't tell either, I mean. I couldn't, but I didn't. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. I'm sure it's all in on set after the exterior shot. It's probably just they yeah. went and got a picture of it or whatever. But, oh, my gosh, that dude with, <laughs> the, with, the, with the fist hat. What the heck? Oh, shut up. You have to have I, known that was a no, fist. I see it now. Do you see the I thumb? Was, I thought it was like a, like a, like a, like a page boy cap or something like that. No. Do you now see the I thumb? See I see the thumb. I and the knuckles? Yeah. That is horrid. How freak like, did I miss that? cool guy back in the 80s. <laughs> he's not cool, man. Yeah, that is some bold pattern mixing. My oh, God. man. And he's just so like, ugh. He has leather pants on. Yeah. <laughs> That, like, like, that, at least they look like leather pants. Red, almost snake skin. Yes, the vest. The vest and, and then the orange. Patterned <laughs> shirt. Short sleeve shirt. With yes. The vest, with the leather pants. With the fist hat. The fist with, hat, though, is the worst. The, um, headphones. Yes, yes. That's, yes. That's with his Walkman. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. So now we're inside the McNeil home, and McNeil is taking stock of the wine. And... The guy has him sign off on it, and that's when he writes um, Mr. Twiggy on it. Is it Twiggy? It's Twiggy, right? Twilly. Twil oh, sorry. Twilly. Uh, you're right. I screwed that up. I knew it when I said Twiggy earlier. I was like, that doesn't sound right. Twilly. Yeah, Mr. Twilly. I never watched a whole uh, movie of W.C. Fields and Mae West. I never watched the whole thing, but I do. I've seen scenes from it, hmm. from one. 
But McNeil explains that people pay really good money for big charity donors. Um, and he just wants to have some anonymity. So makes sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, total ridiculous coincidence that it ties into Amanda's personal life too. Yeah. In an odd way. So look at all that wine though behind him. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So McNeil takes one bottle mm-hmm. out of the case. Yep. And then leaves 11 in there that he's going to donate to charity. The guy's like, wow, that's, you know, pretty nice of you mm-hmm. to donate. And he's like, well, charity begins at home. It's like, yes. hey, that's from another episode, man. Right. Right. That's season two, episode five. Uh, <laughs> so the bozo with the fist hat mm-hmm. <laughs> is like trying to get um, McNeil to give him a, a nice tip. Yeah. And uh, he's like, wow, a whole, was it $5? I think it was, wow, a whole five dollars. He goes, well, I am a congressman. (laughs) Yeah, a whole five. Gosh, he seems like a nice guy. You know, he's not like he's not douchey. Yeah, it doesn't seem like he's douchey. It's unfortunate for him. Yeah, we know now it's the basement of the Escoffier of America. Mm -hmm. And they have a really creepy bug on a big red banner Mm -hmm. behind them. And these three men are in robes. It's kind of creepy. It's like, are they going to sacrifice a goat? You know? Yeah, that's, I remember when I watched this first time, I'm like, what is this show coming to? Like, <laughs> am I watching right now? What is Taya making me watch? This is taking wine to loving to a whole other level. Right? It's like, it's like oh. if if we had Scarecrow Mrs. King uh, thing and we got together and put robes on. Yes. and. <laughs> Like We're not that of, creepy. Like a picture of a the Lee on the altar. This is—I haven't washed my hands since I last touched Bruce. Or something. So they taste the wine in there. What we spoke of earlier—they taste the wine, and it very clearly has a funky taste to it. And they still drink the whole freaking bottle. Yep, they're like, oh, I hope the whole case is a bad chug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, it could be that they just dumped it out. That wouldn't explain the them overdosing on it, though. I don't think it would take very much. Like, a couple of steps would be, it depends on how much they put in there. But I don't know. Either, yeah, either they drank it like fools or they poured it out because it was bad and you have an empty bottle. <laughs> but, again, the concentrate, like, would that be enough to kill them? I don't know. Because, like, depending on how concentrated it is. Yeah, that's true. It would true. probably be very easy to overdose. I mean, because think about it. Like, when you're drinking through a straw... Things go down, like, really easy. So instead of having to, like, inject or, like, snort the heroin, if you're just taking it into your body, it's going to go down a lot easier that way than... But I thought she said earlier that injecting it uh, goes faster than going through your stomach. But I think it's easier to OD on it because you're just drinking it and you're not like, wow, I'm having all this heroin. Yeah, when you're true. injecting it, you know, you get like your little, your, your dose of it and it might hit you quicker, and, but not as fast. Okay. And a bottle of wine, you probably can get four glasses out of it. There's yeah. three of them. They probably had a mm-hmm. little bit more than a glass then. Mm-hmm. So I guess it isn't that much. Yeah. Yeah. The stomach just our our listeners are probably like, yeah, dummies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to get it in your stomach and then it's digested, moves to the bloodstream from there through the intestines, as opposed to your bloodstream directly. But you still get the same dose delayed. So maybe that's why it's delayed. That's why, yeah, yeah when he was driving. That's why, yeah, yep. McNeil is in his car. The window is down when he's at the stop sign. Mm-hmm. Everybody sees that, right? He's, the yeah. window is down. Yeah. Oh, no, that's, sorry, the wrong car. Hold on. Right here. 
Window is down. Yeah. Now it's up. Yeah. And now he can't get out. And he's like, help me, I'm dying. But his window was up. I mean, it was down when he turned. And then it was up. Isn't that funny? Yeah. So now we're at the agency. We finally get to see Lee. What what, what timeline are we on now? Six minutes in. We're six and a half minutes in, and we're just now seeing the back of Lee's head. Mm-hmm. I think there's something very wrong with that. <laughs> no, um. so now Billy's pulling up a screen, and they're seeing all three of those gentlemen that we just saw drinking the wine, and they've all died from an, a heroin overdose. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to pin together what tied them all together, like what what brings these three people that are... Uh, a Nobel physicist, um, Marine general, and a congressman. Like, what? how are they tied together? We know. They were drinking some bad wine. Secret society. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Why does it have to be secret? I don't understand all that, but... Exclusive. And Exclusive. Who the hell can afford a $1,500 bottle of wine on a regular basis? Mm-hmm. Yeah, one day splurge, but always? No. Yeah. Okay, I have said it a million times if I've, I've said it once. Because I was thinking it. Those hands yep. are so gorgeous. Yep. He has got gorgeous hands. Yep. Yes. Miranda likes the petting arms. I like the hands. The back of the hands, something, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just something about it. Yeah. She does. She loves petting yeah. arms. So Billy and Lee are trying to figure this out. Francine comes in and now we see a whole nother room. Hannah, it's a little different area now. Yeah. Billy's office seems to have gone through some... Some changes. Some renovations. Yeah, lately. So Billy pulls out a bottle that they pulled from the the scene. Mm -hmm. And, well, it was in his car. Oh, it was? Yeah, because they weren't at the Escoffier. They would have known it was at the Escoffier. So it had to have been in his car. It was a, a 1945 Chateau Monet. Very rare, Lee says. And all three of them signed it right before they died. And Lee's like, hey, at least they knew each other well enough to share a very expensive bottle of wine. And then... Uh, Francine, I almost said Martha, and Francine says they um, all had tickets to the Potomac Services charity auction this week. So that's some leads that they didn't have, you know, a couple of minutes ago. So, you know, the, Lee's idea is that he's going to go down there and see what he can find out about them. And, uh, of course, Billy says to bring Amanda with him because she's been around that, done a lot of charity work, and she'd fit right in, and she might pick up something. That he might miss. And of course, guess who has a problem with that? Mm. Miss Francine. And then he goes, and, and see who lets what other, uh, what cat out of the bag, if it even is a cat. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, take Amanda with you. She's she's had experience. She goes, experience? Rolling nickels and quarters? Running a baked goods sale? Billy, we are talking high society here. He goes, what does it get to lose? She goes, time, sleep, his flawless reputation. He looks so cute there, mm-hmm. all smirky. Poor but Francine notice is always left out. Like, I know it's meant to be Lee and Amanda, but I can't help but feel bad because she earned her place as an agent in the agency. Yes, yes. And she misses out. I know Amanda brings a lot to the table, and I do love her. But I feel bad because... You feel bad for yeah, snarky Francine. Francine. Yeah, I I like Francine. I, I do too. Oh, I I love Martha and I love yeah. I lo- I like Francine. Yeah, I've grown to like Francine since I've gotten older. Sure, I didn't like her as a kid. I wanted to scratch her eyes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, she does come across more as like an administrative assistant or yeah. something. Yeah, so I agree with you, Lexi. I I kind of feel bad for her too. Yeah, I feel like they sometimes just like brush her off. You know the way that they used to brush Amanda off. And they shouldn't lift Amanda up by bringing Francine down. It should be more even keel. 
Right? Yeah. Bravo. That was yes. an excellent, yes. excellent thing. Yes. But I do love when Lee and Amanda are together, obviously. Obby. But give Francine her own rightfully deserved assignment. Respectfully submitted, Lexi Fima. <laughs> I will respectfully submit that as well. <laughs> um, so now we're at the um, the charity auction. And Jen, where, I'm sorry, where did you say that was? Yeah, this is the Bell of Los Angeles. Bell of Los Angeles. Okay. Ebel. Oh. Ebel. 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 Maybe. This is the one where. Oh yeah, you said there were a bunch of. A lot of films like you know I mentioned Forrest Gump and Ghost and so I don't know what all. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder what Forrest Gump used it for. Yeah. Forrest Forrest Gump. You can have gumbo shrimp. I do not know. There's quite a mess. Uh, they are going through probably all the things that people have donated. Yep. And uh, and Lee and Amanda walk in. I, I have some issues on this one too. On the scene, I'm sorry. I'm just being an annoying contrarian here. But when oh, I'm kind of jumping ahead, but when she tells Jill that Lee is a doctor, and then he signs off a check to her, it's gonna obviously not say Doctor Stetson on it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought about that too. Maybe. I know. I'm overthinking this stuff, but. It'll say, you know, Lee instead. Maybe yeah. Casually do that sometimes. Yeah, exactly. And does he get to write, does he get to write that off as agency expenses? I mean, come on. Right. Because he, he had to have done some amount, right? Yeah, that's true. And there always has to be a name on a check. Mm-hmm. Jen, do you, does your check say doctor? No. Oh, okay. I think, I don't want to be, I'm not pretentious. I rarely. Oh, I know you're not. Like, well, it can come off that way if you just... It, oh, I know. It, it totally so can. Like, it you use it when you need to, but that's it. Yeah. So I'm sure Lee probably doesn't... I mean, a doctor like Lee would do the same thing. So she might not question it. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Depends on what kind of doctor you are, I guess. If you're um, a full-on medical doctor all the time, and you refer to that all the time, I'm, I'm not a medical doctor. So. Right. She just says, this is doc. She doesn't say what kind of doctor. No, she doesn't say. Yeah. He could be a chiropractor. Yeah. I'm just saying he could be a chiropractor, a podiatrist, a OBGYN. I'm sure he wouldn't mind that one. (laughs) So Amanda sees uh, Jill Holzman, who she obviously has uh, dealt with before. And she's the auction coordinator. And Amanda's like, I bet you the inventory of everything's probably on the, on that sh- clipboard she's got. So then she <laughs> smartly uh, throws Lee to the wolves or I guess sharks. Um, what he based on what he says in a few minutes, but she's thinking on her feet. Look at her. Yeah. You know, I hate Jill's hair. Yeah. It looks like a Brillo pad to me. <laughs> It's not, it's bad. But Amanda's outfit, we didn't talk about this. I yeah. love it. Like that Do you? Shirt. I was thinking it's kind of uh, plain. Oh, no. I think the stripes are cute. It's like that pretty blush. Her hair is adorable. She's got the little skirt. Yeah, no, I love it. Okay, the shirt isn't yeah. bad. Um, The skirt's kind of, eh. And then, of course, she's got her signature belt. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very soft. But it is soft. Like, oh, I like the brown stripes. That kind of, yeah, so it is, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. That's subtle. She's a very subtle dresser. Yes, very much. She doesn't want to come across as very, you know, like Francine's always very, I'm in the room, yeah. you know, and yeah. Amanda's more. And I think Kate was always like that too, where she didn't want to, she wanted to be known for acting, not her beauty. Yeah. You know? Uh, and now we get to see Laszlo. Oops. I mean, Jean-Pierre. Yeah. On here. <laughs> so um, he's really French, you said, right? You said he was from France? 
I think uh, in the, I thought you said he was. Peter Ebling, Elbing, Elbing, Ebling. Um, I didn't pull a bunch of information on him because we talked about him in sudden death. Oh, no, it's okay. I was just wondering because in uh, I was just going to say in sudden death, he was um, like from Liechtenstein. And now uh, now he's from France. And I was just wondering if he's from if he's from Jersey or if he's like really French. <laughs> yeah, I, I can try to look it up. But oh, that's okay. It's no big deal. I was just wondering. I thought I for some reason, I thought you said somebody was from France. Yeah, it was. Oh, okay. No, it was, I don't know. Okay, no worries. Okay, so Laszlo, or Jean-Pierre, is testing the uh, case of wine, but apparently Mm -hmm. when he stole it from McNeil, he got the good case and the bad case, uh uh-oh, couldn't see this coming, is at the auction house. So now he's just got worthless $1,500 bottle yeah. <laughs> crate of wine, uh, 12 of them, by the way. Honest, just he sell the freaking bottle. Right? Yeah. Just sell it. Just sell the case. Yeah. 12 times 1500 That's yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah. We suck at math. It's probably um, a little harder to sell than the heroin is, but... <laughs> yeah, probably. You have to find just the right buyer for that. Okay, so just to know, Dracula is from London, England. Oh, how funny. <laughs> He's so an Englishman pretending to be a Liechtensteinian, I'm <laughs> guessing, and a, a Parisian. That's so funny. Yeah, a, a diverse he, background. He doesn't yeah. look English, so he, he yeah, I, not his Yeah, I don't see it, but... He he's definitely a scary character, uh, a good actor. Yeah. It's just yeah, he's he's creepy. Yep. But uh, he's really ticked off. He's like, I'm going back. Uh, I'll search the car first. So he he wants to go back to the McNeil house because that's where he stole the case, and he's thinking maybe he missed the box and needs to get it. Uh, you know, get the right box because mm-hmm. this one clearly doesn't have any heroin in it. So he's going to the impound lot because they have McNeil's car there. He looks like he's about to have a heart attack. He is fired up. (laughs) Yes, he is. All that heroin, he just wants it. (laughs) And now he's tasted a bunch of wine. Yeah. Yeah, just wine. (laughs) So now Lee and Amanda get back together here now because uh, poor Lee, he comes back and he's like, uh, he's just handing off a check to Jill Holzman. And he's like, do you have a cure for shark bite? (laughs) But she, um, Amanda's got some good information. She's saying that, and look, McNeil, Holman, and Stargate are not on that list, but there are 11 bottles of the same wine found in Congressman McNeil's car. 11 bottles of Chateau Monet. And she's like, yes. And so they're assuming that he took one and, and donated the other 11. Yeah. So now they're going to head over to McNeil's house. So now, um, what are we calling him? Frankenstein? No. Um, Dracula. 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 I like Laszlo, but uh, yeah. Dracula slash Laszlo slash Jean-Pierre <laughs> is at the impound lot uh, trying to snoop around in McNeil's car. And he opens the trunk and he's like snooping around. And then one of the impound lot guys come up and then he like hits him with this big ball thing. What is that thing? Yeah, that looks owie, whatever it is. Oh, man. The guy tumbles down. Yeah. It, it's like a big ball. It's like those brass knuckles, yeah. but it's just like a big ball. Yeah, in and a, then he just like shoves Yeah. He, like that has to cause some major internal bruising. Oh, like, man. Ouch. That would hurt yeah, so bad. Just that around his pocket or yeah. Or yeah. 
and he just has it there ready and ready ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, he leaves because obviously he didn't find what he was looking for in the car. And now Lee and Amanda are pulling up to McNeil's house, which is quite grand. It's very pretty. Very I can't stately. imagine it in yellow, though. Yeah, check it out. I'm going to have to check more, it out. Like, I feel like in yellow it would be like an antebellum yes. sort of mansion. Yeah, I like the gray. Yeah. That gray look looks better. It's been many years, so they probably yeah. updated it. That's knows. true. So they get out of the car and Amanda's got his keys. She's like dangling him. She's like, uh, here you go. He's like, oh, thank you. <laughs> she fluffs her hair. Yeah. So cute. Well, it's got to go out from her collar. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, he has his arm right around her, he doesn't sure he? Do. It's like his uh, hand, fingers are like right yeah. by her boob. <laughs> Although her boobies are probably like right there. So it's not like over on the <laughs> and side. And also his hand is so big compared to her freaking waist. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Like, that's the other thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, when we uh, get, they walk in the house, there is uh, a, another agent there. And Lee pretends to be Stedman and Kane mm-hmm. from the Congressional Protocol and Liaison Office, which I don't know why they are tiptoeing around it. He's like, what, what can we do for you? And she's like, oh, you know, we can help you with anything you need. Just we'd be happy to help you with just anything, you know, you just tell us and <laughs> we'll just wait. Yep. <laughs> He's like, OK, lady. And then... Uh, Lee's acting all dummies like, uh, is this, this is terrible. Is this all because of the uh, uh, crime? He's like, not directly. Somebody broke in this morning. And then we see McNeil's daughter, mm-hmm. which we know is McNeil's daughter. And Lee asks who that is. And then Amanda's first thought is, is she okay? And so she's like, I'll tell you what, I'll just go check. She's so motherly. Yeah. And that's sweet. She makes a big old mess with the coffee. And then makes an even and bigger mess. And then it mess makes with bigger mess. I do like those purple flowers. Oh, yeah, that is pretty. Yeah, irises. That, that, I bet you the coffee grounds, if that kitchen is still around, they're still in that to this day. <laughs> right, in that, like, gr- in that the grout. Oh, yeah, in that grout. God, whoever thought tiling a countertop was a good idea uh, should just I know, I retire from it. Yeah, I, I agree. And then there's a lot of wallpaper. There's a lot of patterns going on in there. Do you yeah. see the, the tile? The tile pretty is color. The color is pretty. When you asked if it looked the same on the inside, I'm like, I don't know. There's a lot of wallpaper. It's hard for me to tell. <laughs> no, the, the, they updated it and took all that out. But If it is even in that house, I mean, it probably yeah. isn't. She's having a shitty day. She's like, the house has been ransacked. My father's dead. <laughs> Not in that order, I hope. <laughs> and then I spilled the coffee and then my dad's dead. Yes. <laughs> to top dad, it off. Dad being dead is last, though. Firmly in last place. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's got very curly hair mm-hmm. great cheekbones too. Mm-hmm. yeah <sighs> so she's kind of down in the downy dumps mm-hmm. obviously her dad just died and you know somebody ransacked her house and she spilled her coffee <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so now the agents come in to uh, ask her some questions and so amanda feels really bad for it so she leaves her her number there in case she wants to you know talk to somebody and needs a friend which is very sweet she was at Berkeley, isn't that right? I think so. So now we're at, we're back with uh, Fist Hat. <laughs> that is the creepiest hat ever. And he is just getting down and dirty with his Walkman. Yep, he's having a good time. <laughs> and uh, so he's got the wine. We see the wine because of the red label. It makes it very obvious what it is. And his boss is like, hey, Space Cadet. <laughs> he's like, man, you, you got bad vibes, man. <laughs> Definitely a bummer, man. Definitely a bummer. Fist pump my hat, man. (laughs) 
He's like, hey, you need to get this taken care of. Get it out of here now. He's like, oh, whatever. So he moves the case over to the to be delivered. But then he gets kind of a jerky. Uh, well, I'm going to push this all the way back here then, jerk. <laughs> so it doesn't get delivered uh, until much later, obviously. So nobody knows where it is. And then uh, Dracula slash Laszlo slash Jean-Pierre <laughs> comes around with a ridiculous ski mask on. I know. It's color coordinated. Yeah, I was going to say that. It is color coordinated. (laughs) I want it to match my shirt. (laughs) He needs to look good when he's robbing. Um, But he's in... He knows exactly where he's going because he's already been there. So he makes a beeline right to the the wine cellar. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Penny's explaining to Lee and Amanda that, you know she as she's walking them to the um to his office and wine cellar that nobody else has seen this the police haven't seen it she's like i didn't think they needed to see it kind of ballsy for a college kid huh yeah lee just kind of stops and like waits so as they're walking in laszlo slash <laughs> laszlo slash dracula slash jean pierre uh hides in the in the wine cellar room amanda's sees a picture and goes right to it and it's a picture of hallman and um mcneil and stargate so freaking weird isn't that weird and it's not even they're not even all looking either they don't even have wine yeah and but they're not even all looking at the camera so why would you it's like a posed picture but it's not yeah where is the wine why the robes (laughs) look at the camera and at least they're black yeah, it's so weird. So Lee's going to go get his camera, which they would have just taken that off the wall and just picked it up. I mean, mm-hmm. and taken it in. But anyways, he goes to the his car to get his camera. And when Penny opens the door, <laughs> when Penny opens the door uh, to the wine room, she's like just pushed aside. And so is Amanda. And not really either one of them are there because... Mm-hmm. It's obviously stunt people, but, yeah. uh, and then as Lee's coming back, then he's, uh, hit with, uh, the gate with, um, the bad guy yeah. and he takes off because she got thrown back yeah. probably. And you don't want, you don't want your star to get hurt. Yeah. Oh, Amanda did? I didn't yeah. Amanda went flying back. A bit. Yeah. And then, uh, Lee fights him off and, and then the guy runs out. So. I have to say, he looks really good. He looks so young. <laughs> he looks really good. I like the tie. The slashed his jacket so that he can take it off. Yes. So he could be treated yes. Because he, I love him in blue and gray anyways. And then the tie's nice and his yeah. hair looks on point. Yep. Yeah, he looks, he looks really good. He looks delicious in blue. He looks delicious in blue. Yeah. Most definitely. Booty. <laughs> what? Oh, his booty. Yeah, he did have a nice booty there. Yeah. Okay, so now we're back at the agency and all four of them are together in Billy's office and uh, they're pulling up the pictures that they took. So they they realize it's laced wine. They uh, have now have the picture up on Billy's cool little uh, picture frame thing. And they've they can see now that that uh, little lapel pin is a bug on there. Amanda's like, what's the bug? And they're like, it's a good question. And he goes, I'm hoping Plato has an answer for it. And she's like, okay, who's Plato? He's just so gross. I will, you know, the scene here um, in the agency with Amanda and how he kind of asks, what's the bug? And she kind of has this demeanor 
I think throughout a little bit where she takes more uh, in like a calculated way, takes charge, you know, and kind of like ask questions of people they're interviewing, which she wouldn't normally do. And, yeah, she's and coming kind of, into her own. That's so, what I said earlier. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think, but I'm going to be the unpopular one here, but there's just a, I, I'm all about empowered women. You know, you guys know that, but there's just a slight, the way it's presented a little bit, I don't like. I think that's why I like Amanda less and less. I don't know. The more she becomes... You like her the more she be less less and less the more she becomes more sure of herself and more confident. Well, I think okay, this is just a theory, but I think they Kate or whoever really wanted her to be the stronger agent now, you know, and she starts portraying that. But at the same time, I don't think it's really true to the. And I know everyone says, "Oh, they mer-, you know they're changing," and you know, but still, it's just the way it's delivered is not the same to me i'll just say yeah and um it kind of it happens every once in a while and it gets more and more and more as you go to win i don't know i don't know what it is i just don't like it <laughs> like okay. that she that she seems to be but, a stronger agent than lee john is that what no that just she's becoming more confident it's the way it's delivered though there's a way to be confident and still be that amanda from back the like season one you know how she did certain things and she was still confident about things. I'm, I'm not saying it's the confidence. Yeah, but she was more falling know. into things and not being as um, purposeful, know. you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I like that she's grown and that, yeah, the more yeah, she's around all this, she's going to get more confident and she's going to become uh, more sure of herself um, in, in where she stands and what she brings to the table for the agency, you know? Yeah, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. No, I know you're not. I'm just saying I like that part. It's just the way it's delivered. You like her, you like it a little bit, uh, her a little bit more naive. Yes? No, not even that. Okay. Um, Well, then I don't know. I I tried to throw your rope here. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I would say there's a straw flip to where they want uh, Amanda to be kind of an equal agent with others and that's a good thing but at the same time it, it's not genuine to me all the time hmm. and I you know and I'll just I, I'm not gonna be popular about that because I do I obviously like the show and I love Amanda Lee but do you like when know. she just is like participating more casually like you know they'll call her in occasionally and it's not just like a regular thing is that is that it because if I, I don't know I, I don't I think I still don't understand what you're it's the way, like, the way she asks, what's the bug? Mm-hmm. And stuff, the way she delivers some of those, it's not the same character to me. Uh, it's just my personal opinion. Um, I still, I, she could ask that question and still be very bright and forceful about it, but still be Amanda. Hmm. It doesn't happen all the time. I'm not saying, it's just, I don't know. Huh. That's why I don't like this episode. I don't like some of these season three episodes. And then it'll come back and she'll be the normal Amanda and still be all those things bright and helpful. Um, so I, it's odd, but no, I mean, it's a, pet peeve, it's a pet peeve I have. Yeah, no, I mean, that's your opinion. You were totally allowed to have it, you know? She's kind of colder about it in some ways. I don't know. More uh, kind of detached? Yeah, like, I don't know. It turns me 
off as a watcher for some reason. Huh. But yeah, I, I pr- much prefer this, Amanda, to the bumbling, you know, when we, you could have asked me out, you know, for dinner yeah. or something. I hate that where I just feel yeah. like, oh, I'm so embarrassed, you know? Yeah. No, I know. I'm just saying. Yeah. I prefer this one over that one, so I'll take this one any day. Is my that was my point? Yeah. Yeah, it just it ends up to me being kind of fake, a little I don't know, or cheesy or something. Especially if she gets really forceful about things later on in season four, even. And I'll stop talking. But he has a gun. It just seems to. Well, it's like in Chuck. In Chuck, when Chuck becomes more uh, self assured and. When he shoots the gun for the first time, it was a big deal. And yeah. it's like his innocence was gone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I see. Lexi just started, uh, just finished watching Chuck uh, all yeah. the way through. So mm-hmm. I wanted to use that. But it it's very much the case. Like, that person can never be the naive person they once were because they've been exposed to all these things. So there is going to be that natural growth. It was my point. Yeah. But I can see what you're yeah. saying, where she seems a little more detached in certain uh, scenes. Yeah, I don't know what it, I, it might just be the way she's being portrayed. There's definitely a conscious effort to flip that in these episodes, is all I'm saying. To make sure that it's perceived more as Amanda is very serious, she's taking things very seriously, she, you know, the way she even asks questions is, and it's not the whole episode, it's just... Anyway, I'll just leave it at that. I'm wrapping okay. it up. Okay. No, that's fine. Right. I don't know. It's a pet peeve of mine. I'll point out the other, other instances of it, but that's yeah, yeah, please do. This guy, Plato, is so gross. He's like picking his food yeah. up with his fingers and just like being very like, you know, it's just so mm-hmm. icky. He's <laughs> just gross. And the way he drinks and stuff, it's just, I don't know. It's just a major turn off. <laughs> more wallpaper. More flowers and wallpaper. They're big into this back then. Yeah, wallpaper. Ugh. So he uh, looks at the bug and says that it is so gross. He too had an insatiable hunger. hunger. (laughs) (laughs) Lee's like, Plato, the picture, like, quit quit creeping on Amanda. (laughs) He goes, "Uh uh-oh, now this little buggy is called... Phylloxera. 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 A hundred years ago, he nearly destroyed all the vineyards in France. He, too, had an insatiable hunger. (laughs) And Amanda's, like, looking down like, oh, don't even, buddy. But that's what doesn't make sense to me. Why did they have a mascot, so to speak, that was a wine destroyer? Yeah, that it destroyed the wine. Because they're just, like, going ham on that wine. You know, they're just, like, drinking it down. They're drinking it even when it's stanky. Yeah. Right. Uh, So he says it's uh, the symbol for a very hush-hush wine society, the creme de la creme uh, of Escoffier of America. She goes, you mean the Gourmet Society? He goes, the Brotherhood keeps a cellar there with some of the rarest wines in the world. And Lee's like, and they'd really appreciate a 45. And he's like, 45, they'd kill for it. I always want to say Claude Monet. Yeah. <laughs> a well-heeled couple from New York with a proper introduction selling a priceless Bordeaux could undoubtedly get in the door of the Scaffier. And once inside, I'm sure you could think of some way to find a membership list for the Brotherhood. Amanda could. Mm-hmm. That house is gorgeous. Yep. That, Good gosh, I mean, look like, at that front entry. Yeah, that front entry is oh, incredible. The ba- that bay window. The, the porch ugh. in general, yeah. 
Look at the, I mean, look this at how wide the, those stairs are. This is the one that's used for the scarier themes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know yeah, how. It's gorgeous. I could see it being a Halloween Yeah, house. if you light it, right, and stuff. But God, that's gorgeous. Yeah. Amanda's trying to memorize her, like, uh, whole uh, backstory. <laughs> okay, I like her little outfit. I know you probably don't. <laughs> I think it's cute. So It makes her look I so I like prissy. her last one, for sure. <laughs> She looks good in white, though. I like her white. She's got some uh, big diamonds in there, though. Yeah. They have Cecilia Kemper there. Ooh. Membership administration. Oh, how, how convenient you have us a, gave us a big old sign. Mm-hmm. I like the buttons and all that. It's very dainty. Yeah. It, it is by no means her worst outfit. I don't I don't <laughs> mind it. I just don't love it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about the three-piece uh, suit on oh, Mr. Man, Scarecrow? Oh, so good. <laughs> Oh, my. And look at the wedding ring on him. That looks pretty good, too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They never get their stories right ever, ever, ever. (laughs) Like, talk to each other. Life without art would be like a day without sunshine. (laughs) They're trying to shake Amanda. (laughs) So they have uh, Kemper, the chef there, uh, pull her in. And she's like, no, go ahead. He goes, no, really, go ahead, dear. Oh, I don't want to. Oh, okay. (laughs) Now she's shy. Maybe she would take precedent over him. There you, there you go, <laughs> Jen. Her in the back to see the wine. Yes. Cook. Yes. He's like, I asked Cecilia to to distract your wife. Ugh. No. What a Ugh. jerk. Lee's like, okay, there, buddy. Mm-hmm. Wink. Uh oh, fist head guy's gonna be in trouble. Boss is ticked. Yep, he's being a rebel. Now can you see the fist? Now I see it. <laughs> That's now really bad. I that is horrible. Oh, he just ripped that off yep. his head. What is going on, man? You're going, Holland. And not on. Out of here. Right now. He's having a bad day, that boss. <laughs> yep. He puts his the case down and puts it in the back of the guy's little Datsun. He just got fired. He's out of there. Oh, no, it's a Mazda. It looked like a Datsun. I didn't even know Mazdas did little pickups like that. Ooh, he's out of there. They were very similar, those two. Yeah. So the boss the boss now has to go chase after that guy. Which, was this really necessary? I don't see how this was necessary. No, definitely The not. whole thing with the wine case and all that. Mm-hmm. It's very odd. But now Lee's down there with his three-piece suit. Mm. Yummy. Delish. And um, I feel like a perv. <laughs> Um, the way he looks at, he's looking at the wine the way we look at him. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. He's just eye candy in this episode. Yes, yeah. he is. He, yeah, you're right. He's yes. eye candy. Nice one, Jen. So uh, he's going to offer him a Montserrat, I think. Did I butcher that? Uh, you know, I didn't even, oh. I, I was watching him. You were watching him <laughs> in his sentence. <laughs> He's like, I was in Paris last week and I ran into a member. Montrachet. Montrachet? Okay. That's what I would guess. Okay. As someone who's never studied French, but lived there for a bit. Yeah. Montrachet. Montrachet. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I was in Paris last week and I ran into a member. And then he goes over and finds the little uh, bug lapel pin. And he said, "I uh, of yours, a Congressman McNeil. He goes, yes, of course. We bumped into each other in a little wine shop in... Montmartre. Montmartre. Mm -hmm. And then Laszlo slash Dracula slash (laughs) uh, Jean-Pierre comes out and uh, and he gets introduced. 
Oh, I remember you from Sudden Death. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It would make a wonderful addition to the cellar. So he wants his wine. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's a sommelier. He's asking him about the... It's a Chateau Monet. Chateau Monet. So uh, Lee's, you know, kind of just dropping some some hints down. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, yeah, I'm interested in some uh, Chateau Monet. And he's like, oh, yeah, if you can find it, you know. We buy it all up. Daryl tells me of a collection you, ha- uh, the collection you have, you make would make a wonderful addition. He's a master. Mm-hmm. Wow, and only three in the whole United States. Yep. Wow. He recommends all our big European purchases, including every bottle of forty-five Monet I can lay my hands on. Yeah, because you want to get your heroin out of it. Yeah. Sicko. He goes. I'll keep you in mind. So now Amanda's finished her work with uh cecilia the chef Mm -hmm. and she goes and sneaks upstairs to try and find uh the list of the brotherhood she's got to do everything jen yeah she's got to cook yeah oh look at yellow flowers yeah even in even even in the escoffier Mm -hmm. look at that window look at that window good god that's Mm -hmm. gorgeous and why cover it up with all that drapery yep ugh but look it at that. Look creepy. It does look creepy on the inside, though. I can see why. It it's yeah. look at the paneling. I mean, that is gorgeous. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, they could definitely spook it up, though. Oh, You're right, yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. Okay, so Amanda, the Wiz, has found the list, and unfortunately, Laszlo slash Dracula slash Jean Pierre has found Amanda know. Snoopy. Uh, no, I came up here to use the uh, telephone. By all means. Well, I can't use it because I don't remember the number. But my husband probably does. He's downstairs. He's very good with numbers. I should probably go get the number from him, and then I'll just use another phone, and I won't bother you in your office. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to intrude. He knows what she was doing. Uh Uh-oh. He goes right to it, pulls up the list. Uh Uh-oh. So Lee's downstairs snooping around, and Amanda comes looking for him. (laughs) I love that. Mm. What are you doing down here? (laughs) Cecilia finished stuffing a bird and I got upstairs to the membership office. You what? And I told you not to. I found the membership list to the Scaffier. She found another list, a shorter one. And Congress McNeil, Stargate and Holman were all on that list. Uh Uh-oh. And look who's up top there. Mr. Sudden Death himself. (laughs) He's going to have a big wine thing smash up upon them. And this is why Amanda wore white. Yes, of course, Jen. (laughs) <laughs> they hear the crate and it they get out of the way thank goodness but they are drenched in that wine so cecilia is definitely in deep with the bad guy yep she's got gorgeous hair look at how dark and yep. flowy like that is bouncy yeah mm-hmm. he looks like a little boy getting scolded <laughs> yep look at that they show you up close like that oh it's so pretty yeah look how pissed off they are <laughs> they're like ugh, nasty how did she get it on the front of her is what I'm confused at. Because they had their back to it. Mm-hmm. It would have gotten it on the on the, on the the back. Splash awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love this too. She uses this uh, technique later too. Uh, Abel Brown Bears cough deftly enough. <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> She's like a word association. Abel Brown Bears cough deftly enough frightening grown hens. <laughs> Abel Brown Barrett Kaufman uh, Dickerson Evans. He's like, I better write this down. Ferguson, Hallmark. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I got it. She's like, are you sure you want me to get in your car like this? He's like, that's fine. Yeah, you're right. She is amazingly. You're welcome. 
this is like the shark coming out car it is it's like i'm gonna follow those naughty people it's not like you can can't just goes right through yeah he does right through that yep yeah it's like a roundabout kind of thing oh my god fist guy see this is what i don't get why i don't understand Mm -hmm. why this whole thing with their waste all that time with the the delivery guy and his boss and he's like on the phone yelling, yeah, he's right here. Yeah, you take it, buddy. <laughs> he's such a dork. He can have his damn job and have a good life. <laughs> Guy's a real psycho. Okay, I there. guess it's just supposed to extend the mystery of the missing wine. But it yeah, isn't, it, it, isn't it weird? Um, yeah, it's like yeah. so wasteful. It could have just been he got lost in the storeroom for a little while or something. All right, now we're back to Dottie and, and Buck. Mm-hmm. Ugh. He's so weird. Yeah, he is. And she's mopping the floor and Amanda came in and she goes, Amanda, what in the world happened to you? <laughs> Nothing, a little accident work, but the street looks like a prison yard a- after a riot. <laughs> There's a girl on the phone. She sounds upset. And it's Penny. <laughs> He's like lifting up her skirt. <laughs> she's like, no, no. So Penny needs her help. So Amanda's, of course, going to go help her because she's nice like that. Just a friend from work. I'll probably explain later. Sure you <laughs> I'll probably will. explain later. Yeah. She knows she won't, so she doesn't want to lie. <laughs> and Buck just looks at her like, whatever. We get to see a nice shot of the Jefferson and the um, Washington Monument. Mm-hmm. Even though that wasn't her. <laughs> yeah. So now there's a bunch of police uh, at Penny's house, which is probably not a good thing. Don't like the vest. No. It could have been fine without the vest. But she's got her red and white Nikes on. <laughs> that match. And oh, look who followed her. Creepy guy. Ugh. So he obviously recognized them from when he was fighting Lee. Yeah. I forgot about that. Police are here again, tearing the house apart. She goes, okay, we're going to call Lee and find out what this is all about. So this is where that video comes in. Mm-hmm. Remember in the beginning of the episode, they're looking at it. So they're watching the video, which they're really not. Uh, we got this about an hour ago, the same time Lamberson got them. Now, guy with McNeil in the black coat is armed Lacoste, the camel man. He earned the moniker when he was caught smuggling camels. Camp- camels. Well, there you go. Yeah. If he was if he was smuggling cocaine, he'd be a cocaine man, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Big news. The camel man was busted in Marseille. Marseille? Marseille, right? Yeah. Uh He's singing like Edith Piaf. I don't know who that is. Does anybody know who that singer. is? Obviously a singer, but I've never heard of her. Yeah, yeah, she's... Oh, oh, you you have heard of her. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It's older singer, obviously. Jean-Pierre's name's in every verse. Oh, that's yeah. kind of a clever way to say he's yeah. singing like a bird. Yep. Yeah. Okay, cool. McNeil brought the wine into the U.S., mm-hmm. right? But apparently he thought he was doing some sort of harmless favor by VPing it through for Jean-Pierre. Probably when he got both cases home, he confused his wine with the bad stuff. Oh, makes total sense. Yeah. And he didn't organize this plan himself. So he wants, Lee's like, all right, we're going to figure this out. And he's like, jump on it. We're losing the race against time and press. I want this nailed down before the claw, they get their claws in it. And of course, Amanda calls and just misses Lee. And now Billy's taking it. All right. Now, Mr. Melrose said he'd call as soon as he knows anything. Oh, look who's here. So now talk about another coincidence jen (laughs) they're like is mr twilly here she's like no this is congressman mcneil's house another screw up i've got a registered delivery receipt for mr twilly for this address 
she's like, oh, well, Mr. Twilly, that's a W.C. Fields character in My Little Chickadee. Of course, Amanda knows this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm Eleven eight eighty five. Yeah. So November 8th of 85. Mm-hmm. When was the script? Let me see. October. Oh, it was aired. O- August 30th yeah. of 85 is a script date. Mm-hmm. So, okay. That's but about. it aired yeah. 85, right? Or 86? October uh, 28th. Of eighty five, yeah, so yeah. So this is bef- this is well after it, yeah. Huh, interesting. So it air. I wonder if that means that it that was supposed it- to be aired later. This was sick. Yeah, <laughs> yes. See? And number one in our favor. I love it. <laughs> That's so funny. But Amanda clicks. It just clicks. She's like, yeah. it's the wine. Mm-hmm. She goes, look, I'll explain everything later. I got to finally. <laughs> Poor Penny. She's so confused. Yeah. But unfortunately, Amanda's got somebody following her. Mm-hmm. I won't be rude and repeat his three-person three, <laughs> three person name that we have. So the bad guy's chasing her in his very sad little car. Yeah. Just like a little poop mobile. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like a little turd mobile. <laughs> Puttering along. <laughs> it's a Plymouth. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, mm-hmm. and the agency always uses them. So Amanda comes up to a stoplight, and she looks back in her side mirror and sees a creepy guy there. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Oh, shiza!" <laughs> Tire, <laughs> tires squealing. <laughs> she hauls ass. His face when she looks back at sees him is just like dorky. dorky yeah, dorky. well, look at her though. She yeah. she outmaneuvered him. That's really good. And then I actually went down that um, yeah. that ramp, yeah, where she hides. Cool. We went down there. Mm-hmm. I know it's cheesy, but we just saw a doodlebug too mm. a second ago. So she goes and hides down that little ramp, and uh, then comes back up, and then starts following him. Mm-hmm. Look at that, though, Jen. She's making some serious strides here. Yep. No, I'm not denying that. What I'm saying is the point of this episode was you know that she is an agent now. Yes. Even though she's really not, but yeah. No, and I don't, I don't, I want her to be one. Yeah. I'm just saying the delivery isn't always what I think I, I would expect, but anyway. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Kate was getting used to playing her in that way. Yeah, yeah, maybe. So yeah, she totally goes right, right there. Like park out front so you're not stuck there. It's a one way road. Yeah. And it clearly says no parking in and alley. She knows, <laughs> she knows like what that location is. What yeah. else can she hope to garner? Right. That's what and I don't understand. I don't know why she's going down there. I, I don't either. I don't get it. Got her purse though. Yeah, she's got her purse and she just got caught. What a surprise. Looking for another telephone perhaps. The, the jig is up, lady. Yeah. Oh, he looks a little different now. He's got jeans and his little uh, little, tennies little tennies and his little jacket all scrunched up. He looks cute, though. He does. He looks pretty cute this mm-hmm. episode. That Look at that woodwork. Wow. Oh, my God. It's so beautiful. That is such a pretty house. He's looking for Jean-Pierre Henry. Mr. Henry is sometimes in the cellar. If he's in the building, he's most probably in the cellar. If you wish, I could check. No, no, I'll do it myself. I know the way. Look at those. It's not the classic doors. white. Yeah, they're a little too feminine. So now Amanda's just stuck in the little uh, office. She's like, I've already told you I'm Lily Peterson. I'm from Hillsborough, New York. My husband is a computer soft. And he goes, stop this. I don't want to hear your useless details about your obviously bogus cover. <laughs> 
So now Lee's hearing him and knows exactly who's in there and knocks on the door. And oh, look what happens. Oof. Oh, he gave him a left. He usually gives a right. He gave a left that time. And he didn't need to what use that little ball here? bearing what thing either. What are you doing here? Oh, listen, it wasn't my fault. He was following me. And so, you know, I did what the agency training manual said to do. I lost him. What? And then I thought I better figure out why he was following me. So I followed him. And he must have executed a pretty good double cutback reversal because he caught me. Amanda, that was crazy. You know that? Crazy. Look, it nope. didn't seem dangerous at the time. I had no idea oh. I was going to end up in a what? Oh. All right, my friend. Come on. Let's go. Now, the cameraman was picked up yesterday. He's been doing a lot of talking about you. Now it's your turn. So, to shut John Pierre up, what do you think is going to happen, Lex? <laughs> pew, 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 pew. He wants immunity. Gun cocks. I can't make those kind of promises. All right, all right. I do have a partner. Oh, he's dead. What do I always tell you to do? Wait here. Right. <laughs> there are some cute parts in this with little parts like that. Yeah. He's got to see the, who it is, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at that. It took exact, the wood right off there. She's wearing the exact same outfit. Yeah. He didn't see at least see that blue go by or anything. Or hear the heels. Yeah. But he's in blue this whole episode. Mm-hmm. Not that I mind. Right. They're all like, ah. I did it. Did you see the ce- ceiling when they, that last shot, the yeah. ceiling? Oh my gosh. So pretty. Isn't that pretty? Uh, yeah, really pretty. I forget what the, Cofford? I think that's what it's called. Cofford yeah, ceiling. Sure. I think. I might be wrong. Oh, that building is gorgeous. Yep. All right. So they have the, the bottles. We're still missing a full case of wine laced with the heroin. She's like, no, sir. Not anymore. It's all at the auction. He goes, how do you know that? She goes, ask. He goes, that's her. It's very simple, sir. You see, Congressman McNeil loved W.C. Fields. So he donated the wine to the auction under the name of Mr. Twilly. <laughs> That's a W.C. Fields character in My Little Chickadee. <laughs> Francine, Francine and Lee are like, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She goes, I know because I was at Mr. McNeil's house and when the receipt for the wine came, addressed to Mr. Twilly. Okay, so do you guys remember um, on the, I think it was Double Agent uh, when they were on the Arlene Francis show? Do you remember that? Remember the guy was going to go expose the agency with his book? and then she met her at the end? Yes. Well, when they were on set, they had a W.C. Fields picture. Really? On the wall. Hmm. It's like twice now. So somebody involved in the show... Likes him? Likes him because he's been been mentioned in a whole episode. Yeah. And then in that that episode, too, from Double Hmm. Agent in season two. Interesting. Isn't that weird? I don't know. It's just weird stuff. Uh, anyways, Jean-Pierre was tracking the wine full of the heroin, right? So was his partner. Now all we got to do is put the word out that the wine will be auctioned off and see who shows up to buy it. Yes, sir. And we start right here at the Escoffier. How many cases of wine are we talking here? Three. One, one case, mm-hmm. 11 bottles. Is missing, okay, but so there, there were three total cases. Oh, I thought it was two. There was two because one went to his house. One went to his house and then one went to this. And then the other one went to the auction. By accident under Twilly, but yeah, it's just two. So where did the wine come from at the auction? That's the one that. I thought it was three because he he had one. Oh, but then why would he keep it? Yeah, he had two. He had two cases. They got swapped. Mm Mm-hmm. But unless. Amanda sent the case that 
was delivered to the house under Twilly to the auction house, none, none should have been sent to the auction house. Okay, so when the case, the two cases came to his house, remember that in the beginning when we saw Mr. Fist Hat? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had two cases. The guy took out one bottle of the bad stuff. And put the lid back on and gave it to him and said, here, deliver this, mm-hmm. right? Well, then the guy delivered it to, re-delivered it to the house. But then they're like, oh, this needs to go to the auction house. Mm-hmm. And probably sent it on from there. So the one. There's two cases, but though. now they have one whole case. And that's the one that Jean-Pierre had that he was testing. Right. That was so right that's there. The that's the second whole case. That's the second whole case. That and that's the whole one. He's supposed to go to him. Right. Wait, and then there, the testing. other case was always meant to go to Jean-Pierre for this place. Okay, okay. I think I just got it. So the, the, good, the, the good wine went to the Escoffier, yep. thinking that was the box that was supposed to go to Jean-Pierre, right? And then the bad wine went to McNeil's house. McNeil then took one bottle out for him and his buddies and took the other eleven and met, uh, set it on to the uh, to the auction house. Right. So somehow that uh, um, case. Remember the guy screwed up and everything. It was supposed to be delivered and it wasn't. So then he, the boss man, brings it over. Somehow then from there we don't know. It must have gotten sent over to the auction. That's why. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yep. Exactly. So there are we just have to make an assumption there. They weren't at the building until after that time. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so now they're at the auction house and they're auctioning things off. And now they're all just kind of waiting around to see who's going to bid the most for the heroin wine. Mm-hmm. It must be a blue day because everybody's in blue. <laughs> yeah. I do like her dress there. Yeah. You know, for 80s. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, she looks good in blue. Yep. Delicious. (laughs) Very yummy. So they're just keeping an eye out to see what's going, you know, who's going to, who's going to make the move. So Amanda sits down in the, uh, just within the auction audience. And then Francine and Billy are all kind of incognito, or so they think, on the side there. So now the wine's up for auction. They begin the bidding at $5,000. That's a steal, isn't it? $1,500 a bottle. Um, who did her eyeshadow? Yeah. That looks awful. Mm -hmm. So the guy at the Escoffier is is bidding. And then we have a creepy lady in the back uh, in a... She looks like she's at a funeral. What's with the veil and everything, you know? What's with her eyeshadow? That looks horrible. Isn't it? Yeah. She's just like so seriously bidding too. She's just like... "Mm -hmm." (laughs) Like, I hope I don't have to pay this out of my own pocket. (laughs) $12,000 going once. Last call, and then she's like, Oh, I guess I'm the drug dealer. <laughs> $13,000. Oh, check that out. That auctioneer is a dill, man. <laughs> <laughs> that, whoa, really? Ew, yeah, he's attractive for an older guy. Oh, no, <laughs> Amanda gets up. Amanda gets up, and she's just being like super nosy. Yeah, <laughs> uh oh, Billy's got you there, lady. Amanda's just right in the way to get. Cause trouble. Please stay calm. Please stay calm. <laughs> I do like that blue dress, the silk color. It's pretty. And the little sparkles on the embellishments there. Francine looks like a banana. <laughs> a rabbit banana. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that fur coat. My gosh. Yeah. Gaudy. 
Mm-hmm. Billy, did you see that? Oh, I'm gonna get my gun out. Play nice. What's Cecilia Kemper? Come on. I like the Lincoln there at dusk. That's kind yeah. of pretty. So they use that 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 facade there of that front entry there so many times in this uh, show. <laughs> so man is, I'll be home in an hour. You want me to? Okay, I'll stop at the store and pick up some milk. Okay, mother. Sure, I'll hold on. And then Amanda's like, I should have known it was Cecilia. He goes, how could you have known? She's a respected chef on the board of the Escoffier. She goes, she nearly fried her croutons to a crisp. She obviously had other things on her mind. That dress is horrid. Yeah. Jill's, she looks like a clown in that, mm-hmm. with, especially with that hair. But the most fun was going to the White House, she says. The what? The White House. I thought it would be fun to take out one bottle of wine from each donated case to the White House cellar. So... I took them. He goes, 10 bottles. McNeil drank one and one is on the way to the White House. And they're like, oh, gosh. Okay, this is probably one of my, uh, this is probably my favorite scene in the the episode. Mm. Um, when Amanda shows the ID, I think it's, I don't know why. It's just the cutest, I think. <laughs> is that the ID from whatever fake agency? No, no, I think it's Lee. She has Lee's, you know, like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it seems like it. So they rush in and uh, they go to right to the chef. And they're like, where's the president's valet? And he, he goes, well, he's taking up the president in his nightly glass of wine. Mm-hmm. Boy, he doesn't even get a whole big glass, huh? See how she shows? I think that's just cute. I don't know why. Oh. She's holding that so he can hold the wine, I guess. He goes, apparently you are unaware of the president's roots. He only drinks California wine. Do you get the joke? Because it's Reagan. Oh, okay. California, Reagan. Yeah. He goes, I found the Monet. It hasn't been opened. They're like, oh. See how she's got his ID? She just looks like a nincompoop because she's still holding it. I think it's cute. You called her a nincompoop. I just told you it was my favorite scene. You called her a nincompoop. Got reaction. Sorry. (laughs) Pineapple couch. Pineapple couch alert. So they're playing checkers. (laughs) And all hell's going on outside Mm -hmm. of their house, it looks like give butt credit he got them out of their rocking chairs except for them apparently at least not yet except for them <laughs> they're playing checkers inside <laughs> they're playing checkers <laughs> and where are the boys they're completely out of this episode yeah, yeah. they are not even they didn't get bucks just knock them out of contention it's, it's true there's yellow flowers right behind donnie's oh, yeah. uh, shoulder there with that cheesy lamp <laughs> so they're saying, you know, should we, should we, mm-hmm. we know we've been making fun of this party yeah. and everything. Should we join them? And, mm-hmm. uh, they're going to swallow their pride yeah. and do it with class. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a slinky bright, uh, bright dress that will put May, May West to shame. WC Fields will be happy. <laughs> She's like, I'll just clean these up. Oh, and look who's there. That's so creepy. I know. I not come outside. <laughs> She's like, okay, Buck. Mm-hmm. No, Buck just walks right in. She's like, you win. <laughs> she knows Buck's shorter than that. What did you do? I borrowed this mask from a guy who was bobbing for apples in a hot chub. She goes, oh, now, see, that would be Buck. Mm-hmm. He goes, Buck? Oh, Buck. She, he goes, well, anyway, the uh, reason I came by is uh, I just dropped in to see Penny, and she's doing fine. She's like, oh, good. That's, that's good. He's going back to school, and she asked me to give you something personally. She seems to be catching on. She made me promise. <laughs> I know. And then Amanda, have you seen <laughs> Amanda? And then he does the little, that's how WC Fields would do his, he'd really? do like a little wave like that. Yeah. Oh, and he was funny. a little fat man. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Okay. Um, I do like in season three, how they 
instead of having the same, um, you know, when they're jumping off the stairs at the Capitol, yeah. they have clips from like um, stills from the mm-hmm. episode that is on. I do like that. They'll yeah. like switch it up a little bit. Yeah. It's kind of cool. They do that in season three. In the script, the tag is much different. Um, we have, uh, not much different, it's different. Um, and we still have the same scene with Dottie and Amanda, um, but the scene's a little bit different with between um, Lee and Amanda. So Amanda says, okay, Buck, we're coming. WT- WC tips his mask to reveal it's Lee. Continuing, Amanda says, what are you doing here? You haven't been at the party. He goes, it's the only way I could get in. Your place is surrounded by crazy people, Amanda. I've been to calmer parties in Kathmandu. I borrowed some guy's mask when he was bobbing for apples in the hot tub. That'll be bucks. So she says, what's so important? Oh, I just dropped in on Penny today. She's doing fine. She's going to school and she asked me to give you something in person. She made me promise a hug and a kiss. Oh, well, as long as it's from Penny, he says, uh, and then Lee's about to comply with Penny's wishes when Dottie says, Amanda, where's my off screen? And then Lee has flipped down his mask and turned in the shadows. He might be Buck. Dottie is in the door, surprised to have stumbled upon Amanda and Buck together. Amanda says, ah, oh, mother, Buck was just trying to give get us to hurry up. WC nods, shrinking back. And then Dottie says, not, you know, not buying it. Dottie says, uh, Edna Gilstrap is one thing. Amanda, but I'd expect more from my own daughter. And Amanda and WC present an embarrassed tableau as we freeze frame and fade out. Oh my! <laughs> so wait, so is that that's saying that Dottie, that uh, Edna Gilstrap and and Buck were together? <laughs> oh, I guess it could be. Yeah. Oh, I'd expect more from my own daughter. Yeah. Uh Anyways, not my favorite. By any means. And I don't have any nominations for this one. Me neither. How about you, Jen? Any? No. No. <laughs> I didn't There's think so. Little cute snippets, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I had a, a, my favorite scene, but then somebody had to ruin it. And <laughs> What did you say? What was it? That she looked like a... She looked like a nitwit. Nip, no, it was no, something nincompoop. else. Nincompoop. That's what yeah. it was. <laughs> nincompoop. How dare you? <laughs> different opinions i know i know yeah so we're getting into we're getting into the the meat of the season at this point and and jen you brought up some interesting thoughts on amanda changing um whether some of us think it's for the good and some of us don't think it's for the good that's fine you know everybody has opinions of uh, and uh to each their own for sure i'm sure there's others that feel the same way Yeah, like Amanda she's. Amanda is here to stay. She's a leader, a spy. The episode was about her, which is fine. Yeah. Yeah, she definitely did. Lee took the back seat literally in some of the scenes. He's just walking behind them. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I do see what you're saying about you know the letting her be the lead in this one for sure. Definitely uh, like that three piece suit though. I have to say. Yep. <laughs> It's time for Dottie's bookshelf again. Dottie's given us a couple of fanfics to read that tie into this episode, Sour Grapes. Our first recommendation is Grapes to Wine by Two Phantoms, written in May 2007 with about 3,500 words. These authors asked the probing question, what happened after Dottie interrupted Lee and Amanda on the back porch? And what about Buck? Did he come looking for his mask? So many questions. 
Our second recommendation is Promises Kept, Promises Not Kept by Melinda G. Light in March of 2001 with a little more than 500 words. This one is just a quick tag, but then I guess it doesn't take too many words to describe a passionate kiss. You can find links to these stories on our website at mkcpodcast.com in the show notes or on fanfic.net. Welcome to America, Mr. Brown was supposed to be sick, fifth, and this was supposed to be sixth. The contrast between Amanda in those two episodes is drastic. That's you know, why it should, that's why Mr. Brand should be so much further in the beginning. That's why it's, that's number, why it's one. number one. That's why it's so number one. You're, you're finally turning to our side. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying it's, it's a quick flip, even if you just look at one through five as a whole and then six. Yeah. Well, that's why this one's seventh and that one was first. They're, that's several, you know, months apart, you know? Yeah. It's time for the... Videos from the vault we found related to the episode Sour Grapes. The first video is based on the song Touch My Hand by David Archuleta. One of the things we love the most about SNK is when they grab each other's hands, whether it's walking or getting out of the cars or making pinkies, whatever it is. And this, this video illustrates that and it was put together by Kate Burchick. And the second video is a series of clips called Arlington, A Quiet Neighborhood. In this episode, Buck declares the neighborhood dead. This video shows all the action that actually takes place in a man's neighborhood, including Buck's parties. The video was put together by Love S&K and is set to Run Amok, which is literally the music Run Amok. <laughs> it's, it's pretty cute because it goes back in time, you know, to seasons one and two. It shows all the adventures they've had in the neighborhood whether it's Amanda spraying with um, whipped cream or when Gene Stapleton was on and they were, you know, dressing Amanda's house up uh, to be in Moscow, whatever it was. So it's a, it's a cute clip, series of clips. And the third video is another series of clips put together by Love SNK that shows all of the times Lee and Amanda are dodging Dottie, particularly Lee at the window, or in this case, Lee approaching the backyard and an ask for a kiss. <laughs> the clips are set to the song The Entertainer by Marvin Hamslich and, and celebrate all those times Lee makes his appearance around Amanda's house. Good stuff for sure. We hope you enjoyed these videos, which can be found on YouTube, and we have provided the links on our website at mkcpodcast.com. As always, thank you for joining us as we wind and dined our way through sour grapes. Be sure to join us next time when we reach for the sky with our next episode. Bye, everyone. Bye.